So how many of you in the last few years have gone through the process of getting rid of your old incandescent lights or your halogen lights and maybe changing them over to LEDs? Not only are they cheaper to run, they're cooler to run, they last longer, but they give us a better light, a better way to see. But today, we're going to look at the best light of all. We'll have a dive into Matthew's Gospel to start with, to have a look at a type of light at the birth of Jesus. And then we'll go to John to see an even better light. When I was a kid, Christmas lights, they weren't a real big thing. We didn't really put lights on our Christmas trees. But most of the Christmas light displays, they were in major department stores in big cities. I remember it was mainly Myers and Sydney that had them. Sydney City Council might have had them as well. But growing up in Campbelltown, which was about the size of what Dolby is today, there was no light displays. There was plenty of decorations, but not many lights. How things have changed. It's not just the big shops now that, that have all the lights and the council areas that are lit up. Nearly every second house has got some form of light display. Some big, some small. And going around and having a look at these, it's become a big thing, hasn't it? Who's done that? Yeah, lots of people, I'd say. Now, I remember where we lived in Sydney before moving up here. There was one particular street and they just went berserk with their displays. It became that big during December that the street would really get busy and really difficult to drive down. There'd be multiple ice cream vans parked along the street and cars parked everywhere. It was absolute chaos. But these Christmas lights, they were beautiful. People, they put so much work and effort into them. And while it seemed to be more about Santa, reindeer and snowmen, there never seemed to be too much about Jesus in them. But occasionally, we'd see a glimpse of what Christmas was all about. There'd be a nativity scene with a baby Jesus. And maybe with that would be the star that guided the Magi to Jesus. I'm talking about that very first Christmas light. The one that guided the Magi, or the wise men, initially to Jerusalem. And it's a story that you probably know. And it's from, if we look at Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where's the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and came to worship him. And then later, in verse 9, it leads them to Bethlehem. After they'd heard the king, 
they went on their way. And the star they had seen, when it rose, went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. This is pretty amazing, this star. This light had the ability to move, to stop and start. And while it would have been visible to people, most people wouldn't have known what it was. But God made it clear to the Magi that this was his guiding light. And we can see that Herod didn't know what it meant. He even called together his chief priests and teachers of the law to find out what was going on. Did they know where this Messiah, this king, was going to be born? Of course we do. Bethlehem in Judea. They went on to quote from the prophet Micah in verse 6. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Now, if you're the king of a country, the last thing you want to hear is that a new king's been born, especially if it's not your son. And in those days, if another would-be king turned up, you'd do your best to get rid of them. And Herod tries to do this in a sneaky sort of way, as we see in verses 7 and 8. He tries to get the Magi to tell them, tell him where he can find Jesus so he can go and worship as well. But worship, that's the last thing on Herod's mind. But God's not making this star obvious to Herod. God knows what's in Herod's heart and keeps him in the dark. There's no guiding light for him. And the Magi, they wouldn't have been following this star blindly either. They more than likely would have been aware of the prophecy from Micah. They may not have fully realised who Jesus is, but they must have known he was someone great to have travelled all that way to see him and to give him presents. Now in our time, we've got lots of guiding lights, haven't we? Lots of lights that help us see and find our way. We've got headlights on cars. Planes have runway lights to help them land. And I remember when our daughter Sarah was a a baby, we would have a little night light on every night to guide us without turning the main lights on. What do all these guiding lights do for us? What do they help us do? They help us get to a destination, don't they? And that's what the star was doing for the Magi, leading them to a destination, leading them to Jesus. And just like the Magi, we need help to see Jesus, to see his kindness. And God does this by his Holy Spirit, opening our eyes, softening our hearts to see the truth about Jesus. But how do we see Jesus? Why do we even need to see Jesus? God helps us see Jesus. 
like he did with the Magi. But there's something about Jesus himself that helps us truly and fully see what matters. And this is where we'll leave Matthew and join John at the very beginning of his gospel. Matthew starts with the genealogy of Jesus. Mark starts with a declaration that this is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. And Luke tells Theophilus that he's going to write an orderly account. But John starts, he starts off with this wonderful description of the true nature of Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John calls Jesus the Word and tells us that he was there at the beginning with God, right from the start. Through him, all things were made by his powerful Word. And Jesus is the Word. John's letting us know that Jesus was with God, that he is God, and that he's been there right from the beginning. Jesus just didn't appear one Christmas morning. He's been there all the time. John keeps on going with this description. In verse 4, he tells us that it was in Jesus was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. We see through this that all life comes from Jesus. He was the light of all mankind. Jesus himself is a light to humanity. But why light? What does that even mean? If things were created through Jesus, then light would have as well. But it's more than that. Through Jesus, we gain illumination. We need help to see Jesus, that's for sure. But Jesus himself shows us something even greater. He is a light that truly helps us see. Through Jesus, we come to know the Father. We come to know God, our Creator. Let's have a look at what John 14 verse 7 says. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you know him and have seen him. So because we know Jesus, we know God. Jesus sheds the light of knowledge for us to know our Heavenly Father. And the last part of this passage. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So does anyone here know what it's like to be in complete darkness? So dark that you can't see your hand in front of your face. Now kids, 
You know what it's like when you go to bed and the blinds are all down and mum and dad turn off the lights. It's really dark, isn't it? But after a while, your eyes adjust to whatever little bit of light there is, letting you see dim shapes, enough for you to sort of see where you're going. The darkness hasn't completely overcome the light. Now, some of you here probably have heard me talk about my early years as an electrician in underground coal mines. And the only light you get down there is either in the crib room or lunchroom or from the cap lamp on your head. Now, if you moved away from the lunchrooms and turned off your cap lamp, the darkness was complete. It was total. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. If something happened to your cap lamp, like a flat battery or the bulb blew, there was no way you could possibly get around or move. The darkness had completely overcome the light. And when that happens, we're helpless. It's hard not to panic. But here in this passage, John tells us that Jesus is the light of all mankind and the darkness will not overcome the light. John's not talking about overcoming of nighttime darkness or the darkness found in underground mines, is he? He's talking about the darkness caused by sin. He's talking about the darkness brought about by the fall of man through Adam. That darkness so loved by Satan. None of this can overcome the light of Jesus. Jesus has, has overcome the darkness and brought us into his wonderful light so that we might not be in darkness anymore. But see and know God clearly. Now, sometimes we can have trouble seeing, can't we? We might need glasses to help us see. When we get older, we might need cataract surgery to help us. Or we might just be somewhere where it's dark and need some light shed on us so that we can see better. The Magi, they had this wonderful guiding star to lead them to a young Jesus. But we've got so much more than that. We have an even better guiding light. We have the eternal light of Jesus showing us the way. Before Jesus, knowing God would have been a, a lot harder. It would have been like trying to find something in a dim light. You know God's there, but it's really hard to see him. But because Jesus was born one of us and grew up as one of us, we, and we have people who knew Jesus, who knew what he was like, they knew God. Because of these people, we know God through Jesus, through the Bible. Jesus took away the darkness 
that was preventing us from knowing God. Jesus was not only a better way to see, but the way to see. Jesus has not only shown us God through him, he shed light on what God's kingdom is like. He spent a lot of his ministry instructing us how to live for and in that kingdom. Jesus also showed us he could overcome darkness. The darkness of Satan couldn't overcome him with temptation. He overcame the darkness of people who were sick or possessed by healing them. And he overcame the darkness of death itself. He not only brought people back to life, but he rose from the dead himself. The light continued to shine and the darkness just couldn't overcome it. Now, if you're here and you're not real sure about Jesus yet and seeing things better with him, one of the best ways to see Jesus clearly is by reading about him in one of the gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. Let Jesus' acts and words convince you of who he is. Let Jesus take away the darkness and bring in the light. And I invite you to ask questions. Ask a Christian friend. Ask one of the elders or one of the staff here. And as Christians, what does Jesus ask us to do? He wants us to be like that guiding light for the Magi. He wants us to help lead people to him. And Jesus has actually asked us to do that, hasn't he? In Matthew 28, verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not saying you have to go to the ends of the earth to do this. Although at some stage in your life, you might want to do that. But what does it look like for us here in Dolby? How do we make Jesus a better way to see? Now, it can be very simple. It can be in how we live and act. Let people see the difference Jesus has made in our lives. Now, the Christmas period's always a good time to talk about Jesus, isn't it? Let's face it, Jesus is what Christmas is about. But as we get further away from Christmas, it can get just that little bit harder, can't it? We have to make a bit more effort to invite people to church. That's where we can use some of the outreach events during the year. Like with family fun days like we've had this year with Slip and Slide Sunday with the Christmas Carnival. We can invite them to Pancakes in the Park. Men's and women's outreach events. High school kids, you can invite your friends to youth. And older adults, Bring your friends along to staying sharp. These are great ways of getting 
people started in knowing Jesus. So that they might come to know him and he might be their light. Think about someone you can invite along to one of these things this coming year. It's not always easy to do this and it may not be spontaneous. We need to be deliberate in our thinking about this. Christmas is a great time to show the illumination of Jesus, that he is a better way to see, to see God, and that his light will always overcome sin and death and show us the way to God's kingdom. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, it's easy during Christmas time to get caught up in the festivities and fun and forget what Christmas is about. Father, we ask that through the guiding light of Jesus, we can know you and trust you and be forgiven by you so we can have a relationship with you and be part of your kingdom. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.